It's Monday, and you're with Bob McAvoy, right here on the Semper Reformata podcast. Well, good morning. It's 8 o'clock on Monday morning, the 25th of July, 2022. And this is the weekly look at what's happening with a little bit of ethical commentary from a Christian standpoint. And a little bit of personal news first. Well, I'm off on leave for a few weeks, so there'll be no prayer cast now until the end of August. Unless, of course, some major news breaks before that. Summer holidays are always a good time to catch up with some reading, light reading, and maybe something a little more meaty. And if you're going on holiday, please do have some rest, recharge your batteries, get ready for the autumn when our church activities start over again. And we start today with a visit to the Republic of Ireland, where the Green Party are planning to introduce new farming restrictions, closing down farms, reducing herds, promising that farmers will be compensated for loss of income and offered other opportunities to earn a living. Well, needless to say, they're not so concerned about the drop in food production that's going to result from these drastic cuts in the national herd. The Irish website Crypt had an interesting article featuring a piece by a young temporary farmer called Morris and alleging that the Irish government has more or less abandoned its agri-food sector. Morris writes, Minister Ryan's announcement is no shock to me. He is a wheel in a much larger machine that is taking over Europe with the sole focus of taking control of the food supplies and natural resources on the land owned by the people. The farmer then added, quote, They are making family farms impossible to be profitable by constantly adding restrictions and additional costs on enterprises. We saw that earlier this year, the government assisted in the deliberate price poaching using the virtue signalling excuse of the conflict in Ukraine to their advantage to make all sundries and supplies necessary for farming completely unaffordable. Morris is correct, of course. The Irish reductions in food production, if implemented, are part of a wider move throughout Western economies to reduce meat, to force people into a plant-based diet or a diet based on proteins derived from insects. It's what those farmers in Holland and Germany and Spain and other countries are protesting about, protests that are largely being ignored by the mainstream media while the predator classes are trying to destroy farms and businesses and housing and individual wealth and ruthlessly grabbing our assets. And when the national herds of cattle and sheep have been totally decimated, what will replace that food source? A food source fed on reared on good grass and with loving care. Will it be synthetic foods? Foods that are manufactured by global corporations, essentially chemical companies. And of course, when we then get run down and become sick, for remember, we have been omnivores for millennia. Vegan diets are a recipe for sickness. Our digestive systems and our immune systems are based on our food intake. So when we get sick from our diet, these same globalists will want to inject us with brand new, recently invented medicines. Do you know what? We're living through a massive international globalist swindle. Well, Irish Republicans often refer to Northern Ireland as, and I quote, the occupied six counties, 
Well, I think it would be very appropriate to refer to the Republic of Ireland in similar terms, given that the government of Ireland is now in total subservience to the European Union and the World Economic Forum and their malicious agendas for the Irish citizens. It is now the occupied 26 counties. And I think that many Irish citizens, regardless of their views on constitutional issues, will actually agree with that. And one of those agendas seems to be a cashless society leading to a central bank digital currency with communist-style personal controls. And in Ireland, they're witnessing the next step in that process. The Allied Irish Bank, one of the local banks, now restricts cash and check transactions in some of its bank branches. The bank has issued a statement. From the 30th of September and 21st of October 2022, some of our branches will no longer offer cash and check services at the counter or through machines inside the branch. This means we will not have notes, coins, checks, foreign exchange, bank drafts, and will remove any drop safes and night safes. And if there is an ATM outside the branch where services are changing, that will also be removed. Now imagine living in a small Irish town and the local bank branch no longer issues or accepts cash or checks and they've even taken away the ATM. They are driving you relentlessly toward their cashless society. And it's not confined to Ireland. In the UK, former Chancellor and Prime Minister hopeful Rishi Sunak is in favour of a central bank digital currency. There's a good article on why we should be wary of government efforts to centralise crypto technology by Philip Pilkington on the Unheard website. Follow the link in the episode notes. Well, the BBC is proud of its impartiality. Of course, nobody else agrees with that. Well, hardly anybody else. And a campaign to defund the state propaganda wing is gathering pace. A committee of the House of Lords, though, has been looking into BBC funding and has come up with an absolutely cracking idea. Since the number of people cancelling their television licence, which is currently £159 a year, the number of people cancelling that is rising, and the BBC are feeling the pinch, and their noble lordships have come up with a great suggestion. They want the licence fee to be scrapped. I bit wait. They want it added to everybody's council tax as we call them here, rates. That'll teach us to question the BBC's impeccable record of fairness, won't it? Here's a quote from the Save Britain website. Quote, Every family could be forced to pay a BBC tax, even if they don't own a television, says a new proposal from a British telecommunications and network firm. Sources believe the 159 a year licence fee should be replaced with a new television tax Based on household income, the Lord's Communication and Digital Committee's compulsory TV tax plan is similar to the one used in Germany. So, cancel your TV licence. Get rid of the BBC? Not at all. They'll just fit another way to make you pay for it. Over in the USA, a supposedly transgender prisoner who impregnated two women while incarcerated at Edna Mahan Correctional Facility for Women, has been moved to a new facility, according to the New Jersey Department of Corrections. 
calling himself Demi Minor or Demi Minor, a physiological biological male aged 27, he stroke she was transferred to another prison. Doesn't end there, of course. In his new jail, Minor is now in the vulnerable persons unit because according to a spokesperson, she, as they say, is currently the only woman prisoner on the site. She's a man. A man who is obviously attracted to women and who has had sexual relationships with women. So when is this state-endorsed madness going to come to an end? And on that same subject, the Reuters newsfeed reported on July 16th that the University of Pennsylvania has nominated transgender swimmer Leah Thomas for the 2022 NCAA Woman of the Year Award, according to the American College Sports Regulating Body. Reuters reports, and I quote, Thomas shot to fame earlier this year when she became the first transgender NCAA champion in Division I history after winning the women's 500-yard freestyle in March. And she had hoped to compete for a place at the Olympics. But soon after, she became the focus of a raging debate when swimming's world-governing body, FINA, voted last month to restrict the participation of transgender athletes in elite women's competitions. Well, obviously, the NCAA governing body are kicking back against the world's swimming bosses for what was an eminently sensible decision. And we finish where we started, down in the Irish Republic, or as we sometimes say here, down south. Ireland's official school curriculum body has advised that babies and toddlers should be told stories about being transgender and gender fluid. The website gripped again. That's a good source for all things Irish. It explains in addition to this, and I quote, it also advises teaching children age zero and up that they can wear the opposite sex's clothing and encourages junior infant students to read stories such as The Boy in the Dress, all about a boy who wants to wear girls' clothes and change his gender identity. At least one of the book lists, entitled Free to Be Me, was even endorsed by the Green Party Minister for Children in the Republic, a man called Roderick O'Gorman. Well, links to all those stories are on the website www.semper-reformata.com or just follow the link in the episode notes. Today's Grace Gem is from James Smith from the 1849 work God's Remedy for Man's Malady. Smith writes, The whole race of mankind, in consequence of the fall, is infected with a most dreadful, fearful soul-killing disease. You're infected with it yourself. It is in your nature, and its effects are manifested in your conduct. Its seat is in your heart, which has become deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. But if you have discovered your disease, if you have felt sin to be really a dreadful disease, If you are seeking for a remedy, then I rejoice in being able to direct you to the one that is provided, which may be obtained freely and will certainly heal you. God, who is rich in mercy, 
for the great love with which he hath loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has devised a way in which he can manifest himself as a just God and a Saviour. He has provided a suitable and glorious remedy for the lost, ruined and undone sinners. This remedy will heal the wounded, cleanse the filthy, sanctify the unholy, justify the condemned, liberate the captive, and save the lost. Today we know that that remedy is our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll find more inspirational quotes on www.gracegems.org. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that when we look at this sinful and wicked world, we're so glad that you are the one that is in control. And we're glad that you are bringing all things together in accordance with your perfect will. Yet we know that before the end shall come, and before God's justice and wrath shall finally be poured out upon this awful world, there will be a time of great wickedness and evil. Father, we pray that your protection will be over your church and over all your people. Give us strength, we pray, to be able to take a clear stand for what is godly and right, to be both salt and light in this world, to be bold enough to declare the truth of your word and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the only way of salvation. Bring sinners to repentance and faith in Christ, or those last days come, we pray. Well, that's all for now. And don't forget to return at the end of August for more prayer casts, God willing. Meanwhile, join us for worship if you're free each Lord's Day morning at Ballymacashan Church, 78 Saintfield Road, Calinche, County Down at 11.30am. And remember, don't be discouraged. Let's make the most of the time that we have here on this earth to pray and to keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus, to witness for him and to stand up for God's word and God's truth. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.